Bible with me to Matthew chapter 16, please. We're, we're in December. As you know, uh, December's and all other holidays affect me little to none. I, I, do, I do try to touch things in their season. But y'all are doing Christmas just fine. Y'all are reading the Christmas story to your grand sugars and, and uh, you know, we have kingdom business to do. We have business to do and we, we, we're just not going to flinch for the world. Now, just, just cram in the world best you can, have Christmas, go to grandma's and do everything you do. Read, like I said, read the Christmas story. But when you come to church, we have business to do. We are in the equipping the saints business. And we just don't mess around. We're not skipping services. We're not just come. We're not skipping valor. We're not skipping virtue. We're not just come to whatever you want to, however you want to make it work for you. We're fine, but we should be available. That's my whole thing. Be available. Michael, be available. So I'm available to the Lord and to you. And there's just no controversy. There's just no strife at River Church. We just, if you don't like it, we'll change it. And then we'll let you run it. <laughs> Matthew 16. Hallelujah. Said all that for no reason that anybody knows. Hallelujah. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, I wonder how they really say it over there. He asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? That's a pivotal question. Did you know churches all over town that are meeting this morning would have a different answer than you would? And you go, well, no, we're all in the same Bible and we're all we're all Christians and we all are we're all the same. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? It's crucial. It's critical. It's necessary that we know who he is. Because we can't know who we are until we know who he is. If you don't know who he is and if you don't know his reason for coming. You won't you won't get it. You'll be stationed in a place that's not being ministered. You'll be waiting for something to come down the line that's not coming because he's going to have his way. He's coming for the reason he said he was coming. Right. He's doing for the reason he said he would be doing. And just because you missed the memo, your religion background doesn't mean he's going to change anything. So they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah. The riffraff, the, the scuttlebutt, the, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, we've heard it all. He saith, but whom say ye that I am? Let's, let's get this in your eyeball. Let's, let's, let's look and say, who do you say that I am? So it's a critical question. It's a necessary question. It's the question that you can't go further until you've nailed this one down. There's no need saying that until we've... Establish this. And it's not a one time thing that you go, well, I answered that last year. You got to answer it all the time. You have to refresh. You have to refresh. 
Sometimes my computer, the page comes up and says, hmm, we're having trouble finding that page. And it's got a refresh button over here. Sometimes we have to be refreshed. And so he said, Simon Peter said, thou art the Christ, which is literally the sent one. The son of the living God. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Peter had some stuff. I like him walking on the water. It's not so much that he walked on the water. It's that the other 11 never got out of the boat. It wasn't like 11 sank. They were all trying, but they couldn't keep up. No, they were in the boat. And, Pi and Simon Peter was at the boat. Lord, if that be thou, bid me come. He said, he said, I know. Pick me, pick me. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. The senses, the, the, uh, the reckoning faculties in your head, the human faculties of, of your life have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So the example here is, is we got to get some stuff from our Father which is in heaven. Amen. You can't just know what I know. You can't just know what the commentary says. You can't just know what, what you hear on TV. You got to you got to get some stuff from your father in heaven. You got to know because your life's not my life. Your life, we have similarities. We run in the same veins in so many ways as societal people, as, as uh, Americans, as uh, Alabamians or, or whatever, but, uh, or Mississippians, excuse me. But uh, uh, we have to know some stuff that's peculiar, specific, and unique to me. My situation needs a, spe a special case uh, folder that says, hmm, there's Michael. He's different than anybody else. And all the crowd said, amen. He's different than everybody else, but I can use him. I'll just have to do some things different for him than I'm doing for Lynn and doing for Joey and doing for Garland. I'll, it won't be the same. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. What has he revealed to you? Well, if you don't check in, if you don't check in, if you don't check in, your box gets full, but you don't know what's in the box. We have to check in. You have to take the mail out. Got to go get the mail every day. And so we get, like Americans get, we get entitled. We get to thinking that things are working. No need in checking in. Good enough. This works. It's better than it's ever been. And I don't have to check in. And if I have trouble, listen, listen, we have a pastor that knows some things, doesn't know everything, but he knows some things. And I can always go to him. Uh, online, they call it a uh, chat room or something. When you don't know the answer, you, you, you get on the chat room and ask them your question and they answer it. Well, that, so, so no need me checking in with Father because I can always look it up on the internet and I can always call the pastor and we'll work it out. Good enough. This is good enough. And I'm just saying to you, that's the system you found, but that's not, and I'm not saying you have, but I'm saying it could be. We, we need to, Ratchet up a little bit and check in with the Father. I believe in 24, it's a pivotal year. 
Do y'all believe 24 is going to be different than any year, any year that's ever been? I already believe that today, this 3rd of December, is the greatest day the Lord's ever come up with. Because all the failures and all the inadequacies and all the little and small and needy that were in the days from up to this day have been dealt with in some measure by us. And so there's none of that coming forward or not as much of that. We're, in other words, we're making progress. We're smarter than we've ever been. We're more spiritual than we've ever been. We're more needy of the things of God than we've ever been. And so we're, we're tying in. And so today's a great day. Matter of fact, if you put your foot down, if you put your thumb up, you can say this is the best day I've ever had and there'll never be one less than this day. Never be a day less than this day. If this is a dandy, if this is a yeah buddy day and I never have one that's less than this day, I have a good life. And so we ought to put on the good life. Well, I say we ought to say yes to Jesus. Well, he hadn't asked the question yet. Yes. Yes, Lord, because you you would only ask me of that which is good for me. I say yes to you before I sign the check. You fill in the amount. You fill in the the, the whatever. So uh, we have to have revelation. Good enough is not good enough. It's good enough for today. You can get by. Everybody in America is getting by. They're under the bridge. They're homeless. They don't have this and that. But there's a program here and there's a system for that. And there's a, a Salvation Army uh, place for that. And there's a uh, there's a way. Hardly anybody, I believe, in America is doing without. They've just chosen to, to do without at their level. But in the kingdom, that's unacceptable. That's what's going on in almost all people. But that's unacceptable for us that flesh and blood has not revealed that to us, but our father, which is in heaven. In other words, he showed us something so he could show us something. This wasn't the end of anything. This was the beginning of everything. And if you think, well, yeah, that's a good way to tie that off, Lord. I'm glad we finished that up. And he's like, no, I just showed you that so we could. Have a step in the door and take off. I believe this is just me. I don't it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I believe there's the fivefold ministry in this room. I, I, I don't believe I'm the only one. I believe I'm just the first one. But I think if you equip the saints for the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, you're going to find some folks that stick there's been a bunch that didn't. Let me tell you, there's been a bunch in 27 years that didn't. But there have nots. And the Bible says in Matthew 25, to them that have not, even which they think they have, will be taken away. But to them that have, they shall have abundance. And more shall be given, and they shall have abundance. I'm a have. Are y'all haves? We are haves. And it didn't just snap over, it didn't click over in one day. We made choices. We chose. We, we turned when he said turn. And everybody else was turning the other way, but we turned this way. We said, yes, there is a Holy Ghost. Yes, healing is for today. Yes, God does want you blessed. When everybody else said, not on my watch, we turned our sails into that wind.
and we took off. It didn't look good at the time. Everybody was shunning you and criticizing you and carrying on. But I have found no matter what you do, if you go with them, if you if you turn in with them, they'll criticize you and shun you. So you might as well be with God. Might as well agree with heaven because it's the same. I've been thinking I've been and this is kind of off the subject, but I'm going to stick it in here anyway. About the extreme hatred. That I have been seeing and we've all been seeing on TV and in the world, the extreme depravity and, and soullessness of Hamas, for instance, and the atrocities that, that are, they are committing and the world that does not condemn them and the, the, the hatred for the Jews, how, how broad it is and how deep-seated it is and how veiled it has been, but now it's getting like it's okay for us to say what we've been thinking and so they've been saying what they've been thinking. But and then I've seen it in families. This last few years where family members take a stand against you. It's just unconsciousable. It's unthinkable. The stand that they take for the reasons that they say they take it. Just totally abandoned, totally removed, totally in my finger in your eye. And I'm like, what is that? Lord, what is this thing that's in the earth right now that causes people to go so dark, so perverse, so evil, so leaving things that are even culturally acceptable? What, what is that? You know, it's always been here. We saw that in the Holocaust. And you know, the Holocaust was not God's fault. It didn't fail on his watch. It was the church's fault. He couldn't do anything because the church had all authority and we did nothing about it. And so I'm telling you, you better stand fast in the liberty whereby the Lord Jesus Christ has made you free. You better get in the liberty that's beyond what you need what is necessary to cope and deal and, and get along. You better get revelation from on high because at the time of need, sometimes it's too late to integrate it into your psyche, into your spirit. It's too late to, to get it in like it has to be gotten in to use it, to, to live on it. It'll be too late. Lots of people are perishing because they waited too late and they're going to wait too late. Jesus is coming, but a lot of people don't know that or don't believe that. And so the Antichrist is coming. And they'll deal, they will deal with him. But we won't. I'm, the good news is, is that flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. He said, I got this. He said, I got this. I got this. This catching away, this resurrection of the saints. I got this. No telling when we're going to get out this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me read this to you in Colossians 1. Let me just read it to you. Just, just sit there and listen to you. Verse 26. The mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations. 
the mysteries. It's, the word is secrets. Uh, it, the word talks about how we can pray out mysteries. Well, this is a mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Well, this was written 2,000 years ago, so it's, been, it's a New Testament thing. What is the mystery that's been revealed, that's made manifest? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's first person that. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Family, we're not without. There's no little, there's no, there's no lack, there's no shortage, there's no not enough. There's not, a, there's not any too late. Christ in me, the hope of glory, the glory of God, agreeing with heaven. Oh, it is magnificent who we are and what we have. It is too marvelous to speak. We can just speak in, in terms that we, we attempt. But what has happened to have him come in us and the new birth to live in us and to, and to be God almighty and radiate out through us at our permission and our agreement is, is too beautiful for words. We should give all attention. We have no other gods. All idols must come down. How, how's that? Flesh and blood can't reveal it to you. I can't tell you. You have to have a visit with on high. Father has to say, it's got to go. And you just say, you know, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, I've got to go. But nobody preached it. You're mad at them. You're, you're not happy with the book that it came in or whatever. So, but if you'll listen, that's what he's saying. That the children of Israel came out of Egypt in order to take them into the land of promise. He took them out in order to bring them in. You couldn't go straight from one to the other. He had to bring you out. And I had, I had to put on a coat and tie every day because I was getting the farmer out in order I could get the kingdom of God in. It wasn't for anybody else. Nobody knew. Nobody cared. No, I was the only one in town that had one. I promise. And I would stand out on the street in the front of the church and just stand on the street and, and watch cars go back and forth and just let, and let the kingdom wash over me. Washing out who I was because I was a dedicated 100% in, in farmer. I was in. I started Young Farmers of America in my city. I, I was in. And then all of a sudden I was gone. I was empty. My father said, please, please let us farm your land for a year. What he was saying was, is this will pass. This will fly over. This will go by. And I said, Dad, I got to sell it. I can't leave anything to go back to. I got to burn it. I couldn't say all that just like it was to him, but I had to burn it in case it didn't go good the first year. I had to burn it to the ground so there was nothing to go back to. He said, we'll farm it. We'll keep the equipment. We'll, you know, you go do your thing, whatever that is, my Lord. <laughs> and, and me and your little brother, we'll just, we'll just take care of you. 
and you go, you go experiment, but don't, don't sell it. And I sold everything. Everything but my box tools. And eventually I sold that to pay the rent or make the house payment. I sold my Suburban to make the church payment. And then I sold my house to keep the kingdom going. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm in. I sold my house. I, sold, I had one of the nicest houses in Seminole, Texas at the time. It was a nice one. And I sold it. And I, I moved into this thing that I don't even like to drive by today. <laughs> to the glory of God. But here we are. You've got stories like that. All of you have stories like that. It's not my story that's so great. It's just a story. It's my story. You've got stories of your marriage and your children and the kingdom. But it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, that makes it happen. He did it. He did it. And so if you failed, it's you that failed to appropriate Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if you succeeded, it wasn't your brain. It wasn't your big idea. It was him furthering his cause in you and making it go forward. To him be all the glory. Praise his name. Hallelujah. So uh, we're in a season right now of... of uh, and this is a new season. This is a new time for the church. We're transitioning as, as the Lord's about to come back, as the devil is ramping up, seeing what he can take advantage. He's, he's doing it. We're, we're in a generation, listen, of untested and inexperienced Christians. They don't know Jack. Can you say that in church? You can today. Okay, I've got permission. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. Where's the coffee bar is the biggest thing they know when they go to church. Where is it? So a Christian's been redefined to mean someone that's not evil. It's, it's not in itself. It's just you're not evil. You must be a Christian. It's come from a little thing that says you're an American. Well, you must be a Christian. Even that. Uh, a Christian has come to mean someone that's not uncaring. Double negative there. Not uncaring. In other words, if you're caring, you must be a Christian. It's someone that's spiritual. But by whose terms? Well, who, whoever's throwing the label around is marking... You go to church? Yeah, I do. An atheist is someone that does not believe there's a God, but a Christian atheist is someone that says they believe, but they act like someone that does not believe. That's a Christian atheist. They say they believe, but their life completely belies that they don't believe. So we're we're now we're all navigating this. Uh, Christians are trying. Christians out there are trying to be good. That is the main thing. I asked the 
the, uh, someone that uh, I ended up getting born again, I, I said to her, I said, uh, so you go to the Methodist church? Yeah. I said, uh, have, have you ever heard the message on getting born again? She said, I've been going there 25 years and I don't never heard that. I said, well, let me just guess. Your pastor talks about doing good and helping and caring and being available and doing good and helping and caring and doing good. And she said, well, that's exactly what he preaches every single time. And so I got her born again. Wow. 25 years in a, an established denominational church. So these Christians try to shun evil. They try to be compassionate. They try to stay out of God's way, not hinder the work of God. Uh, they try to support where they can. They put their, their they put their coins in the in the in the the dingling bucket. Uh, they're just getting along. They're going along to get along. And I resist that in the name of Jesus. As it goes darker and colder, we should be brighter and shinier. And it doesn't matter what's going on out there. Just like, now listen, I'll get off subject here just a little bit, but just like it doesn't matter where Alabama lands in the playoff. It doesn't matter. I mean, you'd say, but it does, but it doesn't. Because it didn't matter three years ago. Do you remember what happened three years ago? I don't either. And your job is just not a big deal. There's plenty more where that came from because you're the most highly sought after employee there is on the planet. You're honest. You're honest. You show up, you do your job. Everybody wants you. Don't let them threaten you. There's plenty more where that came from. So we get into this, and I'm fixing to go somewhere else with this, but we get into this thing that we talk about, about conviction and preference, where we're hardening up, we're pouring up our preferences, things that we prefer to do, but if kick, push comes to shove, we won't do them. We just take a long subject like tithing. We prefer to tithe, but if it's not handy or if it becomes real unhandy, we'll make a deal. And here's how they say it. Lord, I know you understand. Well, he understands that he sent provision and supply and his word way before that day came and made a way where there seemed to be no way. And uh, there was a way, but we didn't have time for that or didn't avail ourselves of that. So, so we have a preference for tithing. But then one day, you nail it. You nail that booger down. You say, bless God, if it's coming into my life, it's going out of my life. I'm tithing on everything. The, tither's not, the tithe is not a big deal. The Lord doesn't need your money. And we've, we've like Paul, we've abounded at River Church and we've had little at River Church and we're still here. 
So it doesn't, it's not that. It's, it's all personal and individual. It's up to you. We, nobody's checking the records. Lynn was telling us the other day that they almost, one time, were going to go around and, and, and confront people about their pledge at the beginning of the year that they had not given on in that particular church. They were going to confront them and say, the tax man cometh, I mean, the church man cometh. And you go, that's crazy. I knew a pastor in central Alabama uh, that my good friend told me about that he took, he took a square machine with him everywhere he went. And if he would run into members of his church that had not tithed, he said, it's time. And he'd get them, put their number in, put their card in. I am so offended by that. I'm so offended by that. I am so insulted by the depravity of that conduct and what it does to people and how it undoes what we do. But it's like all things. It's always been that way and in some form it'll always be that way. All we can do is fix me. That's all you can do is say, I, Lord, help me. Help me. I, I, I don't like that. We don't like that, but just fix me. So uh, when, we, we, when we turn from preference to conviction, suddenly we become unmovable. And convictions, convictions then begin to, it's that thing where flesh and blood is not revealed this unto me, but my Father which is heaven. A conviction will grow and you'll start having victories. Convictions begat victory. Preferences don't because they always right before the victory, they slide out. The devil comes in and lays hold. The curse is there. Some something comes up and you just like we were almost there. But a conviction, this is bless God, like Lynn. Lynn was sharing this morning. I'm going to tithe and I'll just work out the electric bill. We'll just work it out. We'll just work it out. Now, my deal is, is if you tithe in 30 minutes, in the 30 minutes of you getting your check. It's not a big deal. It's not a, it's not a struggle. It's when you wait two weeks later. And the devil says he's given me two weeks to, to mess with his money. I can do this. I'm an expert at messing with money. But if you just say, oh, I got my thousand dollars today. Here comes a hundred. Boom. I didn't mean to talk on tithing this morning, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about flesh and blood revealing this to us. That we, that, that until you see it in the word, you hadn't seen it. But once you've seen it, you're accountable. I'm accountable to that. Uh, so w what we do in private, what do you do in private? Brother Hagen used to say that your front yard was your reputation and your backyard was your character. Everything was trimmed in the front and the toys were all put up, but your backyard might look like it was the, the fair, the state fair had been there that weekend. <laughs> and so he said, you know, everybody, and so you, you go into somebody's backyard, you know what they're really like. You go into someone, they say, if you go into a restaurant, if you go into the bathroom, you have looked into the kitchen. Uh, they, they say that, I've read that in many places, that how they do the bathrooms is how they do the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Could we bring you seconds on that, sir? <laughs> so what you do in private determines your identity. It's your, it's your character that is really who you and I are. And the Lord has been shaping us. And it's been, it's been, it's been not hard, but it's been life-changing to get your character changed. Because when we fall into place with our character, we're pretty much there to change your character. You can't change somebody else's character. You can't change somebody else's nature. Only Jesus can change yours. And mine has been changed several times. You, you might not know it, but I would say that probably of you, that you've, we've all had upgrades. Revelation takes you up. Revelation is like, this is better than that. I wish I'd have known this then, but now I know it. Revelation. So here we are. We're on the cusp of a new wave of revelation. He's, he's in the business of moving, and he needs us to move with him. I don't know what that is, but I know we have claimed a new property. We've been here since 18. How long is that? Five years, yeah, we've been here and we've been happy as a dead hog in the sunshine. Just happy. Not, not even thinking about anything, but suddenly the Lord said, he just like flesh and blood didn't reveal. Suddenly you just had it like it's time. So it's like the second coming. Joe says, you'll just know, you'll just know. No man knows the day or the hour. Ah, but we can know the weekend. <laughs> That thing about the day and the hour, you know, that's scriptural. They, they, well, we can't go into that, but it's really there. Bill Johnson said this. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head about me that is not his. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head, my head, my head. About me. That is not his. I've got to agree with heaven. Or when he sends the command, when he opens the door, when he makes a way where there seems to be no way, when he parts the Red Sea, I won't know what to do. I won't know what to do. It'll be, it'll be the answer has come. Well, what is the question? I got to know the question. He's got way more for you, family, than what we've all He's got more for me. He's got more for you than what we have seen because of a lot of things. Complacency, reticence, hesitancy, uh, lethargy. We just like good enough is good enough. But I'm telling you, we we got to giddy up. And I don't even know what to tell you to giddy up for. It's not like I'm trying to get a building program going or a f building fund. I'm not doing anything. We're having Stevie Wonder come Wednesday. That's, that's, that's all I know about this year. <laughs> Isn't that good? I can't wait to tell him. <laughs> I've been refathered from above. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, let, me just, let, me just, let me just go past this real quick. In Genesis 15 2, Abram, Abram, Abram complained. He said, what wilt thou give me seeing I go childless? So the Lord had pulled back the curtain. He said, I've got a plan for you, son. And Abram's all, he's on one subject. He's, he's, got, he's got 
tunnel vision. He's like, well, what would that be that I'd care about? A hundred dollars of, of Walmart coupons is not what I'm looking for, Lord. I'm, I need a son. I need a child. It's like the Lord didn't know that. You, you are like, well, knock me down. I sure didn't know that. Where have I been all these billions of years? Hallelujah. But in Genesis 17, he told Abram, he said, after long discourse, we won't read, thy name shall be Abraham for a father of many nations have I made thee. And so the point is, he made him a father and he had no children. He was a father. He was a father. He was a father, but he had no sons. He had nobody. But yet he was, without evidence, what he was. And that's where you and I are. That's where you are. You got to say, I am, before there's evidence. Before you can say, well, yeah, I, come on in, kids. Come on in. Show Uncle Josiah here that, uh, that I'm really a father. Nope. There was no gathering up. There was no cribs. There was no jungle gyms. There was no bouncy toys. There was nothing. It's just him and sweet Sarah. And yet he was a father. So what are you? You don't know unless flesh and blood is not revealed as unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. Then, you know, I know some things. That's how I got from Texas to here is because I knew a few things. And, you know, some things. Y'all say, amen. amen. When, when I nail it, y'all need to agree and say he's nailing it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just keep stirring the pot. So we're looking at our identity. Who am I? Well, we've looked at what we can have and what we can do, but we see with Abraham that he didn't have any kids, but he was still an I am. He was an I am, I am a father, yet he could not say, well, I, I have kids, I have children. Nope, didn't have any. So how can you say that you are without the evidence that proves or, or, uh, follows who you are. You have to do it by faith. You have to do it by the word. But my father in heaven has revealed this. So we need a little more. Yeah, buddy, we need to get on the horse and have a stick to slap him on the on the hank and, and get on down the road. Now, y'all know my job is to provoke you to love and good works. Don't get mad at me for saying, well, this is nice and sweet. I, I never come with nice and sweet. It's just my good nature that sometimes make it come out that way. Hallelujah. Uh, Romans 4. Let's look in Romans 4 and then we'll say it again. Never mind. Don't say it again. Mm. <laughs> Romans chapter 4. Now, don't y'all love Romans chapter 4? I tell you, Romans, Romans period, Romans period, but Romans chapter 4. Oh, my. You just, you just get, you get, if you're going the wrong way, if you got your sail up and you're going east across the lake and you get in Romans 4, you go, we got to take that puppy down and get us a west sail. It just changes everything. In, in 4 verse 17, it says, as it is written, as it is written always means it's in the Old Testament. And so Paul's quoting it. 
What is he quoting? He's quoting what was said to Abraham. I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So he quoted that out of Genesis. And then he talks, he changes the subject back to Abram, Abraham. Who against hope, who against natural hope, against rationale, against facts and figures, against figuring it up, against what everybody says, against what's always been and always will be. It won't be different than this. It's always, it is, and it will be against natural hope. He was a hundred. He believed in hope, supernatural hope. So we're going to transition our source. We're going to get out of our head. Y'all, I'm telling you, there was a sign in the band room in Seagraves, Texas, when I was playing. The, I, I broke my arm in the football game, so they put me on the bass drum. I broke my left arm, so they gave me the boom, boom, boom. And there was a sign in there that says, you want to lose... Ten ugly pounds, cut off your head. Well, we need to cut off our head. We need to, we need to restrict access. You talk too much up there. We need to tell our head, you talk too much. You talk too much. Who against hope, believed in hope. Why, 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 why? So we're at the why this morning. You're at the why in your life that he might become what the word of the Lord was, that the Lord had spoken. What did he spoke, speak? I have made thee a father of many nations. So against natural hope, he put on supernatural hope that he might have what the Lord said. It was up to him. Christians are just like, okay, Lord, I'll do it. Just hit me with it. Just make me what you want me to make it. No, we go, that, we go over that with prophecies in church. Somebody will come in and prophesy, and I'll go, oh, I'll go back there and say, I got to have that word for so-and-so. Did they already pick theirs up? No. So I'll come back the next week. They already picked theirs up? No. I don't know why y'all don't do that. Okay, that was close to condemnation, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I just, I meant for it to be just moving right along here. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So he was agreeing with heaven. Say with me, he agreed with heaven. Now point to yourself and say, I will agree with heaven. Now that's all. That's all you have to do. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind. Say, I don't know everything. I don't know how this is supposed to end. I don't know what the supernatural plan was for God that he put me and made me a woman or a man and he put me in Alabama or he, whatever you would say about you that you'd say, why did he do it? I should ask him. You reckon he knows? And you reckon if he knows, he would say? I reckon he would. Well, never thought about that. He knows everything, and he wants you to know everything about you. He will not tell you about your neighbor. He will not tell you about someone else, but he'll tell you everything about you. If you want to know, he'll tell you. You can go as fast as you want in the kingdom. You want to go fast? 
day and night, night and day. Just pray, get in the word, listen to Curry, listen to uh, uh, all them boys and girls. And you'll come out shiny. You'll come out shiny. I'm getting off, but I'm going somewhere. I am going somewhere and I'm almost there. Hallelujah. So verse 18 says, according to that which was spoken, according to that which is spoken, I in hope believed in hope according to that which was spoken. So my question is, what, what family, what has been spoken to you? What has flesh and blood not revealed to you? But your father in heaven has been speaking to you. You know something. You know something. Say it with me. I know something. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know something. And it's just laying there. Well, come, come to find out it's the Good Hope Diamond. It's worth 73 gazillion billion dollars. And it's just laying there like, yeah, that thing's been around for a while. I dust around it. I sweep around it. But it's just there. It's like it's the key to everything. According to that which was spoken. So what has been spoken? That he might become. That he might become. The father of many nations. That he might become. So what's been spoken to you? That I might become. That I might become. That I might become. The healed by his stripes, I was healed that I might become. I'm going to change my hope from natural hope. Well, I hope this work. I went up there and they prayed for me and I hope they did a good job. <laughs> Patui. Go to your seat and quit bothering us. Get in supernatural hope. Get in expectation. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. That girl, she knew what was going to happen. She knew how the game ended before the kickoff. And you can know. And I can know. Well, I just don't know. Well, you, you, bless your darling heart. You can know. It's not because it's not all around you. Everything about River Church is about swirls around this. You can know, you can know, you should know, we should know, we should go now that we know. So that we might become what is that which is spoken, that I might become all sufficiency in all things. That which was spoken, what was spoken, that you might have all sufficiency in all things, abounding to every good work. That I might become, supernatural hope, that I might become all sufficient in all things, that I abound to every good work. Oh, never thought of that. I thought it was just like, well, we give and some fine day it'll, it'll, it'll trip over. We'll have enough to pay the electric bill 20 days in advance instead of at the last minute. I, I know I'm being facetious and I don't want to be trite, but I do want to make a point that it's not up to heaven. Abraham lollygagged around for 20-something years and God never flinched. He never said, you're threatening me with Hagar? I, I must do something. This is a catastrophe that'll last for centuries. 
This will affect the whole world if you go get that girl and make something happen. I, I can't let that happen. Nope, just let her ride. Did y'all notice he just let it ride? And so he's not changing you and your situation. No matter how bizarre or tragic your mistake will come out to be. And he does know how it's going to turn out. He will let it go because he's given you all authority. He's given you my father in heaven has revealed it unto you. And he's like, I did my part. It's pretty, pretty sobering. But, but we know this. It's not like surprise, surprise. Where did he come up with that? Did it? We preach this every week. That he might become according to that which is spoken. So then you just got to go find what was spoken. What was spoken about you? By stripes I was healed. That was spoken over me. Well, when did the Lord appear to you and say that? It was over in 1 Peter 2, about verse 24. He spoke it to me. What do you mean spoke it to me? Well, flesh and blood didn't reveal it to it. Yeah, I heard, I heard the preacher say that, and I, I, I heard that along. But when I was meditating it, when I was talking to my father in the word, he spoke it to me and said, that's you. And I got it. So people that don't got it haven't been there to get it. Aren't you glad you came this morning? <laughs> oh gosh, if we can get out alive. <laughs> we can just get out alive. So we've got to change your mind. We know we can't be a sinner and... Uh, uh, and have victory over sin. Don't we? There's no, you're a sinner? Yeah, but I got victory over sin. Your pants are on fire. All of a sudden they're in flame. Let me help you put those out. You can't be sick and have victory over disease. Now, you can have symptoms. You can have, and fighting the faith, you, you might, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, well, I'm sick. The doctor said he just, he's never seen a case like mine. You can't sow little and be rich. You go, well, how, how do you fix that? You got to have revelation. Because you don't even know what sowing little is and sowing big is. I don't. Without revelation. You got to know from him. Well, we've always given this. Yeah, my dad tips a dollar a head when we go to a restaurant. Bless his darling heart. And I send mother and him off to the car and go back and save my reputation in that town. Because <laughs> that's what, just where they always did it. But we were, hoeing, we were hoeing for 75 cents an hour too back then. You can't be self-focused and have favor. You can't have success until you identify with Jesus. You cannot have success. It will not ever turn out. You know the man that's, that tells his wife, I was right on the edge. We, I almost had it. My next deal's going to come. It'll work and we'll have money everywhere. You know that guy. 
He's a have not. Even that which he thinks he has is taken away. I'm about through with this. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. I wrote this down. You have to see it in the faith realm to create it in this realm. I think that's fair. You have to see it in the faith realm. Flesh and blood has not revealed this. How do you know this, Peter? How do you know this? Because they're saying it's the prophets. It's saying John the Baptist. Everybody's got a good answer. This, this could be who this is. But you didn't even come close. You didn't even say it might be somebody this and somebody that. You just came up with you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That's who I am. How about you? I've, I'm the revelator. Y'all revelators? We live on revelation. We don't walk around just saying, well, I read the Bible three times this year. Aren't I something? Well, what did he show you? I read the Bible three times this year and I sure know something. Amen. Uh, you're not willing to commit past what you're willing to say. You cannot have, you cannot possess, you cannot bring into your life anything that you're not willing to possess with faith-filled words. It, it's not out of your head. We used to say, we used to say it, if you'll just say it, say it, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. That, that would do it. That'd school you into faith, but it doesn't. You got to have a revelation. You got to go into the scriptures and surely he bear your sin and carried your sickness. You got to go in there and find it. You got to spend time in one scripture. You got to spend an hour on the scripture. You go, well, I, you know, after I read it a couple of times, I'll know what it says. You got to spend an hour in the scripture. got to get it in till it's in. You know, we have a saying, and I, I will quit now. We have a saying, you're not born again until you're born again. And everybody goes, well, what's that mean? Well, it means just because you've done, you've done the dance, you did the hoogie boogie, doesn't mean that you're a hoogie boogie. It just means you danced like one. And so until you receive and transact Jesus as a sinner coming to save you unto his salvation, you're not born again. Well, it's the same thing about faith. It's the same thing. You're not healed until you're healed. Check this to see if I'm, am I healed? If you don't know, then you don't know. Well, just wait till Christmas. We'll have us a thrasher on the 23rd or whatever. If you, if you like this one, just come back next Sunday and we'll, we'll amp it up. <laughs> Amen. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying we need to leave this year right. We need to leave this year full of faith. Grab hold. Don't let go. Things are accelerating. That's what I'm preaching. Grab hold. Don't let go. Things are accelerating. Amen. Well, let's stand up. Let's. Let's preach, pray, and prophesy.